Ladies and gentlemen, Valley Girls and Matchstick Men, Peggy Sue's and Wicker Men, welcome to Nick Cage University. At NCU, we pride ourselves on knowing all we can about national treasure Nicholas Kim Coppola, better known as Academy Award winner Nick Cage. Join Rodney, Jason, and Sean, better known as the Film School Janitors, as they embark on their next kick-ass journey of studying all, and I mean all, of his films. Get trapped in paradise, or be gone in 60 seconds. If you're wild at heart, it can happen to you. Experience fast times at Nick Cage University. All right, so we're back in class, and we are going to do a actual new uh, Nick Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive New Talent. in theaters. New in theaters. Like, let's let's yeah. let's really stress that. It's, it's, how to do it? How's it doing at the box office? Hmm. You can look at that up while, while well, we're Why don't you go talk. ahead and talk to Jay? So, so Jay's bitch ass didn't see it. Um, but uh, what we watched the preview. Jay, what do you think is the plot of the movie? Uh, this I think it's a I think it's a comical bromance. On this thing, okay. Wow, it's what's the plot? Spot on. What? What's the yeah, plot? What's the plot? What's the story flow? You've you've done pretty well with. What these was I looking up? You're looking at the box office so <laughs> this far. This hockey's kicking in. So the hockey. Oh, yeah. But okay, so from what I can tell from this, uh, the preview, it looks like Nick Cage is feels like he's down and out on his acting career, getting ready to quit, and then he's got you. You, you hear all this from the preview, but so this uh, Pedro guy. Come wants him to perform or visit or whatever, be part of his uh, some event that he's throwing at his uh, island. So he goes or think he's just some wealthy rich dude, right? And then they become then they have this bromance thing. He finds out he loves him. Then he's like actually makes a connection with a what he thinks is a normal person. Turns out the CIA has been watching him because he's some sort of like bad dude. And I think this is kind of like where it almost crosses with. Uh, um, oh shit! Uh, Fast and Furious, maybe, where he's like, like he tries to be. He's the CIA wants him to work for him, so he goes in trying to do the like like spy shit, get some evidence, and then he feels betrayed. So now they got to do. There's probably a whole comical bunch of shit about that, the back and forth, and then one of his guys somehow finds out, or maybe it was maybe he's a, a mole in the agency finds out that they got somebody working on the inside, so they tell him like, hey. They got somebody spying on you, and it's probably this Nick Cage guy. And then he's like, oh, shit, damn it, I'm betrayed. And he goes to shoot him, and then they have that little thing where neither one of them can shoot each other. So I, I feel like it's probably more comical throughout the whole thing anyways, right? Uh, and then at some point, I'm guessing that Nick covers for him, so he they both he kind of like gets away, and then Nick goes about his life. I'm not really 100% sure how it ends, though. That part kind of escapes me a little bit. All right, yeah, you, that's a pretty good, pretty good summation of it. Uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal's character pays a million dollars to have him come to Mallorca, Spain, which is a coastal city. I don't think it's an island. What's weird is after this movie, I never really heard of that place. After I saw this movie, I see it pop up in like some sporting event. It was like a soccer team was from there, or I saw like a, a vacation ad for there. I'm like, I go, oh shit, okay, this is a place that it looks nice. I mean, this isn't actually, I think, filmed there. They filmed it in like. Croatia or something instead, but uh, but yeah, he's basically in 19, Spain. 19.8. 19.9? Plus 30 to make. Ew. Yeah, fuck, it makes me sad. Yeah, that is too bad. I was hoping it was doing better than that. Because it's like, the idea, he's playing Nick Cage, like, NIC is how he goes by in real life, but in the movie, he's NICK Cage. And there's scenes with, like, 
him with uh, Neil Patrick Harris as his agent, and they're mm-hmm. like going to a sauna, and he has makeup covering all his tattoos. And Neil Patrick Harris asked him in real life, like, "Why would you cover all your tattoos?" And he goes, "Because." Nick Cage isn't as married to his, hasn't married as many women as I have. <laughs> so he was very aware the whole time. He really even didn't want to do this movie. Like he kept getting offered it and told like by the director and produ- like writer and stuff. And he's like, it's like, it goes, I-, I think it'd be way more interesting to have somebody else do it. He actually wanted to play the Pedro Pascal character, which okay. in a weird way, I think would have made this movie fucking cooler. And he, he, I forget who I couldn't really find anywhere, but I, I read somewhere where I thought like he wanted to like, a, he had a couple other ideas of somebody to play, Nick mm-hmm. Cage, and he would be the fan mm-hmm. of Nick Cage. Yeah, there, there was something I saw, too, and I don't remember where it was I saw, but there was a thing where he was, uh, he didn't want to play him in the movie. He he thought it would be interesting to see somebody else or, play. Yeah, or he wasn't in it at all, right, yeah. The, the, yeah. Those are the two kind of stances he was taking, like, this would be way more interesting. But the, the director hand-wrote a letter and basically said, hey, listen, a huge fan, lifelong fan, uh, this is a love letter to you and your career. This, We're not making fun of you you're in on the joke, like whatever's fun about it is we're going to be very meta about this. And it was that letter because he, he actually has come out. We've seen a lot of interviews with him now, you know, cur- courtesy of us doing all this already beforehand for the last couple of months leading up to this. We've seen interviews where he's like everything he stands by everything he's ever done. He's like, he goes, you might not think I'm picky, but I'm actually picky. There's always something which I feel like we've kind of touched upon. We're like, Oh, this is probably what interested him and in, mm. him in this project. But then, the direction doesn't go well because they're terrible or the writer, because something gets screwed up mm. in the translation. We always appreciate what he does because he says he gives 110% to everything he does. Mm. Um, but this movie... Well, he said in the movie, he treats it like a 40-hour job a week. Then he said in his movie, was that an interview I saw? Of it might have been an interview. I don't remember that being Cause the movie. Because he, he, he gives the pitch right after that to a director before the Neil Patrick Harris comes in with a million dollars. What director is that? It's okay, like, it's David Gordon Green. Okay, pitch for a movie, and he kind of... Well, you want me to act for you? No, I don't want to act for you, but he acts for him anyway because he... He does that whole... I heard he does that in real life, doesn't he? He still wants to send him videos and tapes of him acting. Is that true? I don't know if that part's true. But yeah, he originally was going to be Quentin Tarantino. Oh. But then with COVID stuff, it, he got David Gordon Green because he's friends with him. Okay. David Gordon Green's the guy that does stuff with... Uh, he did like Pineapple Express. Okay. Uh, Your Highness. Okay. And then he's done some serious films that are escaping me right now. Um, he does a lot of stuff with the guy from... Um, Eastbound and Down and Righteous Gemstones. Uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? The funny Dan McBride. He does like a lot oh, of stuff yep. with him. Um, but yeah, so uh, oh, interesting little thing here. Okay, yes. uh, Nicholas Cage gets uh, his name in the credits twice. Oh, under his uh, oh, because that's under his own name, Nicholas Cage playing Nick Cage, and also under his Nicholas Kim Cop- Coppola. 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 Sorry, and wrong. he's playing Nikki as Nikki Cage. Yep. 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 So that was something I loved. I wish there was more of that. So he went through the. There's a another version of him in the. You saw it in the preview slightly, where he's like, "I'm Nick fucking Cage." That's Nikki. That's his old acting persona. He went through all his old footage of himself and went, "Where were some of my weirder interviews and my weirder times?" Like to kind of highlight like where I was and where I'm at. And that's when he did the movie Wild at Heart, was that's how he looked. That was like the clothes he would wear and how his hair was stout. So he kind of played his younger self. That's from Wild at Heart? Yeah. Okay. Around that time period. So that's the star, Nick Cage. So yeah, the star of the movie, actually, we see footage from Con Air. Mm -hmm. And there's a young, uh, whatever, Spanish 
Uh, yeah, some just some a politician's kind of, daughter or something, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And she's watching. The she's like, guy oh, running for president or something, something like that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I love Nick Cage. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of people come in and kidnap her. They're watching Con Air's to end where. Uh, I got um, you a bunny. Gives, yeah, we got your bunny. It's the back and forth in front of the thing, and uh, they hear she's lying, like tearing up with her boyfriend, and then two guys breaking through How the door. Do I and that's playing as and it's, it gets louder in the theater as just that song's playing, mm-hmm. and it uh, then they get snatched out. So I want to tell you something. So there's only like five people in the theater when I went and seen this. Mm-hmm. It was pitch black when I went there. Pitch black. Nobody they have any lights on in the theater. I go through and I, I go through and I sit down. I put on my flashlight for my phone. And I kind of walk the steps and I mm-hmm. sit down in my spot. And two older people come in after me. She goes, they really need to turn on the lights around here. Don't they know old people are here to see this movie? And the old lady said that to her husband. And he goes, oh, honey, it'll be okay. Your seats are right here. And they sit down at the end. So I said, you know what? I'll go out there and see if I can get them to turn some kind of lights on here. It's pitch black. So I go out there and I said, hey, the lights are off completely in uh, nine or whatever one it is. So I go back in and I'm like, I wonder if anybody else is in here with us that just hasn't talked in the last five fucking minutes as we talked about how dark it was in here. I swear to God, Sean, I took out my phone, put the fucking light on, shine it through the middle of the theater, and there's a guy two rows back sitting in the fucking middle. Didn't say anything the whole fucking time, you creepy motherfucker. And I said, oh man, I didn't mean to hit you with my flashlight, I'm sorry, because I put the light on and he did like that. And I go, man, I didn't mean to hit you with my flashlight, I'm sorry. He goes, it's all good, man, you didn't know I was here. Clearly, I fucking didn't know you were there. Why are you just, what have you been doing for the last 10 minutes, just sitting in the dark, quiet? He Jerking didn't turn off. on his phone, he didn't do anything. He just sat there on purpose, quietly, so we wouldn't know he was there. Like, no, there was no sounds coming from him. Like, what was he doing? Really He's quiet. just being... He wasn't even doing this. Like, in the pitch black theater, you could be on your phone. Right. But he was just sitting there with nothing. That's Didn't weird. turn on anything, didn't do anything. And I hit him with my fucking phone light. Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to tell that story. Yeah, right? I went, yeah, when I went, I, I think there was a decent, I mean, it wasn't like crowded, but it was like a decent crowd. But Three it probably people. was, probably was older, older group yeah. of people. I saw like, on, I think the opening Saturday, midday. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it starts off. So then he, it, we cut to him seeing he's got an estranged life with his daughter and his mm-hmm. wife. They're in the process of divorcing, right? Wasn't that what it was? Or were they just kind of separated? At the start of the movie. They're separated. They were going through. They didn't get divorced yet. Okay. Sharon Horgan played it. Now, the daughter. Did you, um, did you notice the um, the gifts on the table appearing and reappearing? No. They were disappearing and reappearing. Apparently, that's a, a very noted goof. Like a, on purpose? A- after after he dropped his daughter off, uh-huh. he, he sat at the table, talked to his wife or, or ex-wife or whatever it was, or whatever they're doing there. Apparently, as they were cutting back and forth, it says that there was a. Uh, the gifts that were appearing and disappearing in the dining room table again, just a goof, or just like a goof, a, okay, like nothing on purpose. Just missed it. Okay, someone the da- moved the shit and forgot to put it back or something. So the daughter in this, did you? Did she look familiar at all to you? No, not at all. Um, she is a daughter of somebody famous. Her name is uh, Lily Sheen. I think aren't Charlie Sheen's. Daughter. No, no, no. <laughs> She's uh, um, Lily Moshin. Lily Moshin. Yep, she is the daughter of Kate Beckinsale. And Michael Sheen. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but uh, Tiffany Haddish, she plays the FBI agent mm-hmm. with like Baron Holtz. She told a story, I think it was on Seth Meyers, but she said her first scene acting with him is the scene in the airport when he shows up in uh, Spain. And she said she was having so much trouble getting through this scene because in real life, her first orgasm she ever had in the movie was in a movie theater with her boyfriend. I think he was fingering her. Um, but it was during a uh, Nicolas Cage movie. I forget which movie it was. Might have been Face Off, to be honest. 
And she said as she was fingering her, she was like her having her first orgasm. And Nick and Nicholas's cage's face was up on the screen. So she connected those two in her head her whole life. And so she said as she was this is the first time she's getting to work with him. And she kept trying to do the scene and could not. She's like, I have to tell him. I have to tell him. She's like, they're like, no, do not tell him. And she's like doing the scene. And she kept fucking up and she could tell he was like, the fuck is she being so amateur? And she's like, listen, I have to tell you. And so then she told him the story and he like lost it. But. Afterward, then boom, she got the take. She just needed to get out of her system, which I thought was a funny story. What's his name? Supposed to be a huge, uh, actually, fan of his to begin with. Pedro Pascal. He's a huge oh, fan. Oh yes, he 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 wanted to play this role bad. I heard right. Yeah, it was originally somebody else, uh-huh. and then that's where Nick Cage wanted to play that role. And then when it was Pedro Pascal, he's like, "Okay, I'll play me," mm. because he I think admired him too. Yeah. Um, but they talk about a couple movies, um, like what's their favorite movie, and he keeps bringing up yeah. Cabinet of Doctor Dr. Caligari. They brought that up, but is. Paddington Two. Paddington Two, yeah. Is Pedro oh, I Pascal's watched that. character? Oh, I forgot I was supposed to be on our list. I watched it for the record. Okay, well, yeah, we'll we'll have to oh, do that one okay. coming up. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, top five movies. He goes, well, that depends. You can't pick those kind of movies. It depends what kind of mood you're in, blah, blah, blah. I agree with that yeah, though yeah. too. Cause I'm like, I go, I've got favorite movies as a kid, favorite movies now, favorite horror movies, favorite right. this kind of mood. Right. But, um, so yeah, he, he, he reluctantly after losing the job, <clears throat> he reluctantly decides to go take this job to go, um, to Spain for a party. And as it's going on, he's. Pedro Pascal's telling him, like, oh, I've got a screenplay I've written I want you to be in. I keep waiting for Jay to talk about the movie. I, I know. didn't see it. And he didn't see uh, it, so I keep looking over at him for the talk, and it's not talking. Sorry, go oh, ahead. That's why he's reading He's reading tidbits if there's anything interesting to He is to bring actually up. reading, yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, at this time, he's... Demi Moore was in it. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the ending. Oh, she was the actress, the yeah, mom. so... Oh. Well, we get to... I can't well, wait to talk well, about well, that. Well, basically, the whole thing ends up being that he's now being told, you got to spy on him, you got to... Going to the, I like the one he has to go. Tiffany Haddish's character says, "Hey, you got to do us a favor." So you put this like thing on your hand, like a little, like a, some kind of lotion or um, poison <laughs> yeah, on the your lotion hand in the basket. Now put put this po- poison on your hand, and, and if you just touch a security guard, it'll make him pass out. Right. And he's walking out of the room, and he's he gets like nervous, nervous and he sweating. He wipes, he wipes his, his own head. So now he's passing <laughs> yeah. out, but he has to go get this antidote. And it's like funny little things like that. Even like the, it starts turning to to me. It tries to be very meta of. Mm. Um, Aware, aware of what it is. Do you ever see the movie Adaptation? Well, actually, we haven't. You done- ever seen the movie Scream? Any of them? <laughs> well, a- Adaptation. This oh. reminds me a lot of Adaptation. So maybe that's we'll, one of his movies too. Right? Yeah, we'll have maybe when it comes around to my turn. That's what okay. I'm, I'm going to pick because it's it's pretty close to what this one sort of it has uh, going on with it. But it, it's he's ta- hanging out with him because he's trying to find out where this girl that's kidnapped might be. But to hang out with him and stay with him longer, he has to listen about the screenplay. But as he's doing it, he's becoming friends with him. And he's like, oh, we should go do drugs. Oh, you know, if we're going to write a screenplay together, we should have a scene where we take drugs. So then they take drugs and the whole scene of the movie happens like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this. It's, she, hey, uh, they, she starts texting him. Hey, did you find it? Did you find that room? I'm really high off acid right now. And they start texting back and forth. Hilarious yes. as shit. They go, those two guys over there, are they following us? They're, no, they're, look at the way they're looking at us. Oh, stop. Yeah, no, that, that's not that laugh. Make it loud, obvious. Yeah, and like, he's like, ha, 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 turns and looks. And the guy with the long red hair and the old man's looking at him. Then they run away from them. And the old man in the red hair is a different old man and a different uh-huh. guy with the red hair, which is hilarious because they think they're following him over there. That scene was pretty funny. Yeah, so it gets to a point where now he's, again, trying to find out what's in the secret room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Pedro Pascal's ashamed to show him. And he thinks, oh, this might be where the girl's kidnapped. But then that's where all the memorabilia is. And then uh, they're just like, the whole thing it is, Jay hit it right on the head at the, the get-go. It's a buddy picture, ultimately. Right. And they're really, really fu- growing fond of each other. And you find out that it's 
Pedro Pascal's uh, cousin that kind of runs the olive oil company mm-hmm. that's been doing all the shady shit. And it's been using him as a front man. Yeah, and he's like, he goes, yeah, you just take my money. But he goes, well, how do you think I'm making all this money? He's like, well, I didn't know you were doing all this bad shit. And so then it kind of becomes the two of them seem like they're going to go against each other. But now they got to turn against his family. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, again, it mm-hmm. turns into a very hyperactive action picture but with two guys that aren't really action people, but they're right. pretending to they're be action people. They're writing for them in the Jeep. Yeah. But they're also writing the movie of this, what's happening at the same time. Right. So at the very, very end. Let's also, write in a kidnapping. Uh, <laughs> why, why would I write in a kidnapping? Yeah, he goes, that's I'm a girl, kidnapping. Why not? It'd be really good. You got to do another angle and blah, blah, blah. He goes, but that, that doesn't make sense. Fine, if you want, we'll do that. It brings but, people in. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Um, and else, this plot also reminded me of another movie I can't think of offhand now. But yeah, definitely we'll, we'll get to adaptation. Um, so yeah, it ends basically where the showdown happens. He rests. His wife and kids get brought over by the. Did Pedro Pascal bring them right? Because he says he needs to work through his stuff with his family, right? Oh, he, they brought he, him in. Uh, he's, he's worried because he thought Pedro, Pedro Pascal brought them in to threaten him and his family. And then they go to when Pedro Pascal leaves the room to go talk to his uncle or his cousin. cousin. He goes back into the room, and realizes they're all being set up, and he has to get them out of there. Yes, that's, that's what right. happened. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then. Uh, as they're about to escape, finally the big showdown happens with yes. the bad guy. The daughter throws a knife to, to Nick Cage, and Nick Cage catches it. Yes. Nick, and then that's when it turns into the movie yes. that they've written, and he stabs a different bad guy in the chest. Yes. And you see that it's Demi Moore yes. playing his wife and somebody else. Somebody and, else playing mm-hmm. it. So first of all, that angle they did in the daughter running. Oh, in for slow sure. Motion, yes, it was on purpose. It was on purpose. So there's, like this, <laughs> there's ahead, a bouncing sorry. titty slow motion run at the end mm-hmm. of his daughter, but it's not his daughter. It's a way. Well, not his daughter is not. I, I, this is weird now. It's a, a woman with uh, that's playing his daughter with very large breasts, and the camera's underneath her breast as she's running towards him in slow motion. In slow yeah. motion, I'm like, all right, all right. But they show that first before they switch to before you see who the two actresses are. Right. But yeah, and then and yeah. so, so then it basically ends, and then they're at the premiere. So they did write in the kidnapping. Yes. <laughs> and it, it just basically it's pretty. I wanted a it's little pretty. more. No, I, I was pretty fun. It was a fun movie. It, I wanted, a, I think I wanted a little bit more um, goofiness. I think it, yeah. I, I do think the movie where he's playing. Oh, Pedro we didn't Pascal, mention. Uh, we didn't mention Nick Cage making out with himself in the bar. Oh, that's right. Yes, the Nikki, the Nikki stuff was some of the best stuff, and I wanted Back more and of forth that. In the car, yeah. Oh, so oh, oh I guess we should bring up to where he has to. The other bad guy that the cousin's supposed to meet. Yeah. Is uh, this like Italian guy that's gone like? They, nobody's ever seen him. That's his like silent partner. That he's so Nicholas Cage and his wife. His wife all get dressed up as she was a makeup artist. She's that's a how makeup they met. artist, so they get dressed up as this this other very Italian. Uh, it's kind drug of drug dealer, and you can tell it's Nick Cage. It's when we watch when we watch uh, House of Gucci. Yeah. Some people theorize that he was referencing uh, Jared Leto's performance in House of Gucci. That's funny because it's very over the top Italian. Like, hey, it's a me, or Luigi, you know, right. like, it's a me, or Mario. And like, it's very much that kind of level. And, yeah, they, they don't figure out it's him before it's too late. Um, then people get shot and everything. Then um, who's character? Who's the, the, who comes and saves There are down? different that's Italian true. names than Mario and Luigi, just saying. But no, it's but in, he, the, sti- that's it's his, in that's the style of, over the top Mario. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who came down and shot and saved him in there before the stabbing? I think it was all, that's when Pedro Pascal and his girl. Characters came down and, oh, yeah. Then they chop in the Jeep, and they start getting chased after Because he's them. talking about also about being in love with his assistant, but he could never say anything because he knew oh, there was some element of danger. That's right, yeah. Um, but there's the, there's a scene in the bar where uh, Nick Cage is talking to himself. Uh, his younger back and forth, self. Uh, but younger self about what he should do and blah, blah, blah. And uh, 
He realizes he just really loves himself, so he gets out and starts he gets starts making out with himself in the middle of the bar, and it's fucking hilarious because yeah. they show the back of the hair of the one actor. That's right before the, the cage. That's right after the Nick, fucking yeah. But yeah. so that that's a funny scene. I, I like that scene a lot. The lot of stuff back and forth. The guns finally getting a hold of guns. Those are my guns. Actually, they're my guns. Um, there's had a lot of good parts in it. Um, they're being chased, being high off acid, jumping off the thing. Um, going into the room thinking they're sort of kidnapping the kids, but it's actually all just Nick Cage paraf- paraphernalia everywhere. Yeah, because I feel like this, I think my expectations were very high for this. So I watched it and it kind of met them and I wanted a little more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one that like when it comes again, now fresh in my mind from previous and stuff that when it comes back on streaming in a couple months or a year from now, I put it on again. I'm probably going to like love it even more mm-hmm. just because I'll forget a lot well, of it. Well, this would be one of those cult classes. Oh, I think. For- I'm definitely gonna f- He's done a lot of those lately. He talks, well, he works his way through that room. He goes, oh, this is the chainsaw from Mandy. Mm-hmm. This is from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so I'm in a theater. That's from Mandy. That's from blah, blah, because we saw yeah. all these movies lately, right? Yeah. So I'm calling out shit left and right. It's in that room. I'm like, fuck yeah, I know all this shit now. Yeah, all the bombs from yes. the rock. Yep. And- so it was pretty cool calling, being able to recognize that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then the, the very, very mm-hmm. end now, the whole... Oh, look you, fanboying. The problem he had... Weirdly, with, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I think we... I think we were, like, completely... I, I felt very keyed in because we've seen so Because we knew all the yeah. side stuff, the jokes from other Sean movies. Sean trained you this way. Yeah, that's right. So he set me up for this whole movie the whole time. He actually knows I, Nicholas Cage. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if Sean starts trying to sell you hey, some, Yeah, like, my special guest today was shit. going to be Nick Cage, it's actually, but his flight got Hey, delayed. Mr. Ford Coppola? That's what I call him. That's where we go back In a couple of weeks, he's going to offer to sell you the teddy bear from Con Air, <laughs> right. and you're going to buy that shit. Well, I sent you that one thing. His dream is to buy back all the comic books he had to sell once upon a time, right? Oh, no, some were stolen, I think. Stolen. So he wants to buy back the comic books he lost. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the very, very end, because the whole issue he had with his daughter so cool. is she was that? saying he was forcing his ideas. And he's like, you he make me should, watch. I understood this. both their moments. Because he's a dad. Like, what he loves, he wants to enjoy that love through his daughter. And she's like, no, you forced me to do that. And I understand where they both were coming from mm-hmm. on that one. Because if you're a dad, like, I'll sit down. What do I do? And he didn't. I think he's making a face for the phrasing. And if I would have said it, he would have jumped on it. Oh, but what, what did I say? I don't know what you said because I don't uh, think that kind of stuff. Oh. He's just sitting there. But if, if I'm a dad, just <laughs> stewing in a stewing. <laughs> if I'm a dad spending time with my kids, I'm going to want this. Hey, look at this. I really love this. Maybe I'll get lucky and they love it too. And we can enjoy that and share that together. But she felt like that was forced on her. Mm-hmm. And I, I get where he was coming from. I get where she was coming from. Like, but then it, what do they do at the end? They he s- listens to her. Yeah. And yeah. what movies does she say? Paddington 2. And he's like, he goes, yep. I love that movie too. And she's like, yeah. oh, so then they finally have their bonding. And moment. I went and watched it uh, the, that <laughs> following night or that. Morning. Was it as good as they made it? Sound? I love Paddington. It's cute. It's fun. It's like, it's really, he goes to prison. It's very commonly called like Paddington one of the does? best movies of the last few years. Yeah. Paddington 2. I have it. I can give you my sign in for it. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we're going to do good. that. We're going to do that one. Hey, wait, it dropped you're going gonna to have to watch that because you didn't see this one. It sure. dropped one day on yeah. Apple for like five ninety nine. I snatched that okay. shit up. For the, so. so he'll, he'll oh, give you the login. Cool. But, uh, <laughs> any any other uh did you find any other like trivia jay that was interesting on no. there or? you say yes or no uh, no i said no. no i didn't see anything yeah I, I was trying to think if there was anything else on just it. a couple things that i saw in there that i told you yeah oh that demi Moore was in it thanks yeah because <laughs> we didn't know that right i don't know if you knew that and then you I, didn't know who to play the daughter at the end do you oh actually this who is the, daughter? Oh, the other girl this yeah. is nicholas cage's hundredth film in a leading role oh I just assumed we knew can we that. Just, can we just do his leading role? Films? <laughs> nope, it's too late really, already. Really it's too late. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's yeah, probably Anna about McDonald it. played his daughter in, in the in the movie the film version. The film, yeah, in the movies movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, oh, oh, Pedro Pascal replaced Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens was supposed to be originally, and that's what made him go. I'd rather play that part. But um, any other uh, last thoughts on this, Rodney? No, I liked it. I liked it, but I knew what I was getting myself into when we saw it. Like mm-hmm. we knew we've been building this up, right? So we kind of knew what we were getting into. Yeah, I almost wish this came out later in the game, even then. Uh, well, now you know, being our this, is, I think our twenty fifth review, mm-hmm. which kind of works cool for being twenty fifth review. But still, I feel like if it was like. The 100th review would have been neat, or 50th. It, it looks like it would have been a fun movie. But this is something to go with what Rodney said earlier, too, though. Apparently, it only made $7.1 million opening weekend, U.S. and Canada. Yeah, yeah and now it's at, it's at 19 It's right at $15.3 million worldwide. gross, U.S. and Canada. Worldwide yeah. is 19 point, yeah. almost 19.8, which is kind of a bummer because it looks, like it, a bummer. it looks like it'd be a fun movie. I was hoping it'd do like 90. He's a... Uh, uh, shoot, I always forget his name, but uh, Pascal... Kind of like one of my new favorite actors. Well, the good. I don't know why. I can't really. T- Pedro Pascal. I can't tell you exactly 100% why, but there's something about what he does when he's doing the character. I like about everything. That, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Nick Cage. Question. Just about everything he does for the most part is just not his well, fault. That well, that's the test. That's the test we're in the middle. We're at the very the, beginnings that's of. That's the hard part. Though. We're one eighth, we're one eighth of the way through. Okay. So. Um, Rodney, did Tiffany Haddish and Ike Barinholtz's characters die in this movie? Um, they did die. I feel like they died. Because you don't get to see him die because he's in the chair. Right. Flumped over, which I thought he was poisoned, but they never see him come back to life yeah, again. And, and she gets shot, what I thought was the shoulder, but they never go they, back to her It's to not like she was at again. the premiere or anything. So, so. you're right. Yeah, they, they killed them weird. off or they never go back to them again. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't necessarily go to a premiere oh. because they're... One other CIA, if they're CIA agents, I suppose, but it's a movie, they always do that shit. They probably change the names. You're right, they never them. went back to either one of them, so you don't know if they died or not. Um, at the end, the one scene when he's in the bottom of the pool, too, I guess was a reference to leaving Las Vegas. So I think this will be kind of fun. Maybe, maybe we come back to this one down the line after we see some more of the movies that are referenced in this movie. But, uh, Jay, you're gonna watch Paddington. And you're going to have to see this movie before nope. we do adaptation. So still go see this movie and you can talk about it in oh, adaptation. Got it. Because n- Consider it done. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing like I'm not going to do What's this? this one too? <laughs> Sweet. We have them all? Uh, that's just music. It's just Is that from Friends? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, Jay will oh, see this Oh, fart it, you fucker. It smells like a fart. All right, so this, what, I saw, already saw the IMDb rating. I don't know if you saw it. I did oh. not look at it. Okay, what do you think the IMDb rating I did not look. Out of 10. Out of 10. Uh, 6.8. What would you say, Jay? Mm, <laughs> judging by the preview. Pre- judging by the trailer. <laughs> uh, judging, by the tra- judging by the trailer, I'm going to, I'm just going to have to go with a ballpark five. Nope. 7.5. Ooh, okay. So it's good. a higher rated one. Good. I would say the advantage in our favor that this didn't do that great. Like he's not I, getting to that next level. Well, I was is using that we the, might actually get to yeah. talk to him someday. I was using the gross level, the, the money that it was uh, made, thinking maybe they didn't rate it that high. And that, but so one of the good th- thing that it went high, right? I mean, seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That means fan. It's it, again, it's going to have that cult following. All his recent stuff's just going to be cult following from here on out. Now, this is something I want you guys to see. This preview. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but. Uh, See if this seems familiar to you. It's for uh, Operation Fortune by Guy Ritchie. Okay, Rodney, watch this. Okay. As a private contractor, you possessing a unique set of skills. Mechanic. So Jason Statham's killing people. Mechanic. 
Aubrey Plaza's outside. I will not. You said it was clear. I said the front was clear. Um. Front, back, right, wrong. Anyway, shall we? So what we got? Something rather nasty has been stolen. We have to stop that getting onto the open market. So now Carrie Oliver's. And the dad from Paddington. What's, uh, what's his name? Hugh Grant. Fish with conventional laws. He's now known as the dad from Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> the movie star. Greg Simmons' favorite movie star. So we got Josh Hartnett. Who wants to care? Very good. Carry on. The world needs you for your greatest role yet. Who are you? I'm your new manager. There's a sensitive and awkward situation between you and your sister-in-law. Actually, my sister-in-law. Isn't that you made that quite evident. So. This is not a Nick Cage movie. Oh, why am I watching? Why am I watching? Because I want you to see. Okay, I'm ready. Get the gist of the story here. Looks like the same thing. It's the same thing. Same story. So Hugh Grant is the bad guy. Statham is the handler, and then Josh Hartnett's the movie star that they're using to get close to the bad guy. No, no, it's coming out pretty soon. This guy Richie. Sexually. So it's going to be more action, obviously, because it's actual action mm-hmm. director like Guy Ritchie. But And Jason Statham will be shirtless in this movie about five times. Yeah. I can only hope. So it's like one of those things where that Hollywood, you know, this story, the script was going around for a while. And then Guy Ritchie's like, hey, that's a pretty fucking good idea. I'm going to make a movie like it, too. It's Operation Fortune. But uh, it's pretty much the same. Like when I first. They do, they do that a lot. Yeah. I saw this preview, I think, before I saw Massive Talents preview. And I went, oh, that's kind of weird. But that one came out first. I guess that probably doesn't bode well for this movie, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Rodney, you'd recommend this one? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I love that passion. <laughs> sure. So, and Jay, are you going to go see it? Oh, I'll probably see are it. Are you going to pay to see it? Oh, I probably would actually. Yeah. Because it looks like a fun one. Wrath I mean, of a Man just dropped on. What? Stars. Wrath of a Man. Oh, I mean, the only reason why I didn't what go, shit, shit happened and I wasn't able I to go do it, so. Uh, it would be. So, it looks like something I would go pay. All right, so, watch, Ro- so Rodney, you get the pick for the next movie. What's our next one? No, it's, yeah, but you got to say which one it is. You're far, too far away. Come back I'm over here. Your fucking drinks because I'm at the bar. Winched. I know. Be be closer to the microphone so you can say the movie. Looking Glass. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna be doing Looking Glass. It's on Hulu. Okay. okay. So all right. Any other last thoughts? I hope nope. Alice is nope. in it. Nope. Nope. No. All right. I can't, then, I, can't, I can't really say any thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> so, all right, then back, back to class.
Thanks for completing this course. For more lessons, follow the Film School Janitors on Instagram and Facebook under Film School Janitors and on Twitter under FS Janitors. Please grade, er, I mean, rate and review this podcast where we may have found it, and feel free to email us at filmschooljanitors at gmail.com. Now get back to your studies.